Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Jester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how is it rolling? I would say always. It's setting up a bar. Like, I haven't missed one of these yet, but last year I missed like eight of them. And I'm, you know, at some point I think I have the right to miss at least one, right? Yeah, you've, you've kept threatening to record the, the Chargers one without me, and I've said go ahead. But, Not uh, threatening. We just we had a guest we were excited about, and it keeps falling through. Yeah, he's noticed. scheduled twice. We've scheduled twice. Things keep happening. I keep flying to Florida. Anyway, this is uh, this is we're doing three in a row, back to back to back, and belly to belly, belly, and and this is the second of three. Um, and then three taking, rivals of my team. We're taking four days off after this, so I'm excited. Uh, we don't we have to talk to each other four days. We did um, I think tw- I've been in Florida nine days. We've done twenty of these. Yeah, we've done a lot. We're, we're, we we have very few left. We got like seven left. I know we might not finish. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about the the only professional football team in New York City this year. Or in New Jersey, I should say, in, in my new home state, uh, the Giants. What are you trying to say? You think Rutgers doesn't pay any of their players? They probably don't, right? Well, it was, it was a dig at the Jets. You can't insult the Jets because you hate the Jets more than anyone this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm, I'm 0-16. So. All right, so I, I've been very anti-Giants for the last couple of years. Um, I, I had bet heavily on them in, like, 2014, and they had let me down. Uh, but they, they actually had a nice rebound year last year, 11-5. and five. Um, this year, uh, a much tougher schedule. We'll see if uh, if they can repeat what they did last year. Here to discuss it, as he was last year, or was he there two years ago? I forget. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, Yoni Wiesel. Wiesel, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. When were you here before? Um, I actually, the last time I did this podcast was back in the Ari Gold days. Are we allowed to talk oh, about Oh, wow. You've never been on this one? I thought you have. Um, I think... Well, he's done the drafts for us, I think. Yes, yeah. Oh, I've, that's uh, where. Okay. Yeah, I've, I put in my input. I, I feel like times. I feel like there's always scheduling issues. Like we mess you up, or you cancel, or like I feel like yeah. we've almost done podcasts. Yeah, but you guys actually, uh, you know, you cleared some room for me this time, and I uh, appreciate that, as I can defend my team from uh, the likes of your previous podcaster, Shamir. Yeah, that's true. Yesterday we had the Eagles on. We did not really talk about the Giants too much with Shamir, honestly. Yeah, but uh, but Yoni, you heard on yesterday's podcast my prediction that the Eagles win this division. So uh, I'm sure you don't agree. Um, yeah. I nah, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. All right. Well, spoiler alert, because we'll, we'll get to the uh, Giants record at the end of this podcast. But let's start. Um, you know, there's not much to say about Eli. Eli's Eli, and uh, Otto Beckham Jr. is Otto Beckham Jr. Well, I want let's ask let's ask part two. Speaking of Shamir, part two of the question we had Shamir yesterday, which was uh, there's some haters in the media for Ben McAdoo. Yeah, true. Are you pro McAdoo or anti McAdoo? So, uh, 
I'm sort of on the fence. I mean, he's really only been coached for a year. He's pretty young. To this point, um, I haven't been impressed. Just starting with his hairstyles. I mean, look. Is he smart? Do you think he's smart? How do you respect the guy with that goatee, honestly? I think goatee, look at his hair. Come on, he went from like Dumb and Dumber to Pat Riley circa the 90s. I don't know what that guy's thinking. He was, I mean, they were 11 and 5 in his only season. Like, how down could you be on that? Um, so, it's, that's a fair point. I mean, obviously, a lot goes into uh, what a team's record could be in a season. But I think Akiva likes him only because Mike Lombardi dislikes him. No, I just, I have no reason. We shouldn't know yet. Like, Lombardi, too, like, before the season was making fun of him. And then after week one with his, like, IHOP menu, was, like, not stop saying he's incompetent, which is clearly just coming from Belichick. That's all we were saying. Well, hold on. Was week one last year or was that two years ago where they lost in Dallas because Eli messed up with the clock? That was two years ago. Oh, okay. That was sort of like the beginning of the end of Coughlin when they messed up the clock like, uh, I don't know, way too many times in one season for a guy who's been coaching for that long. Well, I think the problem with Coughlin's a guy who I thought he doesn't believe at clocks. He says that five minutes early is late, right? Yeah, right. And that's why the last two minutes of the game don't matter. (laughs) Exactly. Because the game's already over for him. Exactly. All right, so um, let's talk about the weapons around Eli. So already he has Otto Beckham Jr., obviously. But uh, in the offseason, you add Brandon Marshall, so you got three big uh, uh, receivers. You have the tight end Evan Ingram. Yeah, so um, people are pretty excited about Ingram in training camp. You know, he's super athletic. I think at the time he was drafted, no one really expected him to go that high. But everyone seems to be pretty excited about him at this point. So, um, and obviously Brandon Marshall, you know, uh, He's a veteran who's had a really great career. He was pretty awful last year, but I mean, I don't know if Akiva can talk about whose fault that really was. Not his fault. If you look at Marshall's career, his first year on every team, Miami, Chicago, Denver, his first year, he's always great. Right. I mean, at 33, you know, it's hard to believe he's going to keep that up. But, you know, like you said, there's, there, you know, he's, been, he's done it before. You know, people probably counted him out two years ago after that terrible year on Chicago before going to the Jets. And then he had a monster year for them. So... You know, I'm obviously Giants fans are pretty hopeful about that. I'm pretty hopeful. Um, but you really never know what you're going to get from someone at that age. When these things, you know, when these things end, they, uh, they usually end Why pretty quickly. Why can this never find so. a good running back? I mean, the, the, like, the receiving core we could talk about in a second is obviously elite. And, uh, you know, you're excited about Ingram, who superfan Robbie writes in to say uh, is a wide receiver, not yeah. a tight end. Um, but yeah, that was a big knock when the Giants drafted him. But actually, they're, they pre- are pretty high in his blocking ability. They said they just never gave him a chance yeah, to block. Every team that says but, that, like, I'll show you a, just, a Dustin Keller, like, I'll show you all, all these guys who, like, where right. it says, like, their scouting report post-draft says does not block. Spoiler they don't block in the NFL. <laughs> right. So uh, regarding their running backs, I think, you know, the Giants' front office takes, stan- like, you know, very um, – strong stances on certain things and i think that you know they just pick a few positions where they just they just don't value them they just don't think right. and it's then worth they overvalue money positions like maybe receiver or obviously the famously defensive line well they haven't spent the receiver they put a lot of resource towards but they don't actually spend a lot right, of money you know so uh, up and you know until beckham comes along we'll see exactly what happens with that with his contract but to this point, they haven't really spent a ton of money there. But really, running back, the three positions that are the most glaring right now on this team are running back, offensive line, and linebacker. And really, running back and linebacker have stood out the most over the last you know, number of years, really almost the whole Jerry Reese um, era, as just places they're not willing to spend money. So this seems to be sort of consistent with their plan. They've had some success even, even with that in the past. Um, I mean, they put some high draft picks towards it. You know, David Wilson, unfortunately, that... that um, didn't end well for anybody, but 
you know, they've, they've tried to put some assets towards, uh, towards running back in the past, but I think they just realized that that's not, um, you know, a great way to spend money. And it seems like the rest of the league sort of realized that too at this point where even good running backs aren't really getting paid, you know, once they're off their mm-hmm. second contract. So, Do you think the receiving core, would you put it at number one in the league? Like, do you have rankings for receiving cores? Are you Chester? Like, how would you, how would you <laughs> rank the, uh, the Beckham, Sterling Shepard, Brandon Marshall, and company oh. tandem? You know, at, at one time I may have had some ranking like that. At this point, unfortunately, uh, I'm not as lucky as, as Alex to have uh, so much free time to do things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think they're probably, they're, they're, I would think they're top five to ten probably. I don't think they're, they're quite, um, you know, number one. But Chester, do you have ranking? Um, I mean, you know, Shepard is just potential at this point That's still, it. right? Yeah, she, Shepard's well, just potential. Well, and yeah. Marshall, we don't know if he has anything left. If last year was an right. anomaly or not, exactly. So that's so it's really it's really hard to say because of that. I mean, Beckham is obviously a top three receiver in the league. You know, you can certainly make a case that he's the best receiver in the league. I don't know if anyone would do that quite yet, but um, there's certainly an argument to be had. So that obviously lifts everyone else up. Um, but yeah, we don't know what's going to be with Marshall this year and Shepard. While yes, he's he's definitely potential, but you know, he had for a rookie, he had a great year last year. Um, you know, rookie receivers always come on a little bit more slowly and he's, you know, he's pretty polished for someone, um, who's that young. So hopefully, you know, he'll take another step and, um, that would make them pretty formidable in that, in that area. You, uh, you mentioned the running backs, how the team doesn't really invest in them. Uh, speaking as someone who owns Paul Perkins in the league of leagues and is looking to trade him, uh, you want to give me 30 seconds so that I can uh, play for people. You want to make a legal leagues trade on the, on the podcast now, Chester? Oh, I would love to. I have I have basically seven running backs that are ranked between like fifteen and thirty in the rankings, preseason rankings. So I have a bunch of number two. I have a bunch of number two running backs and no uh, no number one running backs. All right. Oh, that's that's a pretty dorky brag. All right, I'll I'll think about it. You keep talking to Yoni, and I'll think of a trick. So I don't have a lot to say about Perkins. He was impressive in um in the short time that he played last year. You know, he definitely had. After watching a guy like Rashard Jennings for, for most of the season, seeing someone like Perkins who actually can run um, was kind of exciting. You know, he was a little bit shifty. When he had some space, he was able to make the most of it. Um, but obviously behind the Giants offensive line, there's almost none of that. And, you know, ultimately that's what it's probably going to come down to for him, that, you know, there's probably nowhere to run. And this is also part of the, some, some of the complaints with, uh, with McAdoo as he's just going to keep forcing guys into the line when they don't have a line to block. So, you know... Stop calling so many inside runs, McAdoo. Come on. All right. So you didn't help me there with Perkins. Uh, let's switch to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we'll start on the line. Uh, you've added uh, Delvin Tomlinson as defensive end. Um, I'm looking at what else. Uh, I think Jonathan Hankins left. Is that right? Or is he yeah, still there? No, Hankins left. Um, okay. And Tomlinson actually is a defensive tackle who may replace him. Oh, he is a tackle. Oh, so he can sort of slide in where, where for, Han- for Hankins. Though. Yeah, that's the hope. Um, I, okay. For now, I don't think they have him in the starting lineup. I think they have Jay Bromley, who was a third-round pick a few years ago. Um, but you know, it's between the two of them for, for that spot. We'll see who, who ultimately comes out with it. All right. Because the Giants defense has, uh, has left something to be desired, obviously in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, well, obviously last year they, um, uh, you know, they spent a lot of money and they took a big step and, you know, generally people talk about how free agents don't really, you know, spending all that money doesn't usually pan out. And the Giants were the one lucky team in the last number of years who, uh, were fortunate enough that. Um, their defense really, you know, all their investments really paid off. I mean, no one really expected Janoris Jenkins to be anything. Everyone laughed at the Giants when they signed him. And, you know, he was incredible last year. Um, and obviously, um, um, Olivia Vernon um, is also great. So, you know, they still have those guys coming back. They're still on the young end. That's the one thing about all the signings they've made and everything they've done the last couple of years is they're bringing in guys who are um, still um, 
trending up on the age curve. So, um, you know, these guys still have plenty of potential. There's no reason to expect that um, really anyone on this defense is, is going to decline terribly. Uh, you know, the oldest guy they had was is they have there is Dominic Rogers Cromartie, um, the oldest impact defender, I should say. And um, see, is he playing the nickel or is is he starting over Eli Apple? What's the yeah, plan? There? Well, uh, he's he's been playing in yeah he's been playing the nickel, but you know. These days, you have three. You usually have three yeah. cornerbacks out there anyway. Um, yeah. So between yeah between Apple Jenkins and and um, Rogers Cromartie, that's uh, arguably the Giants' strong point. And then obviously you have Landon Collins back there. But hold on, uh, yeah. we skipped the linebackers. Yeah. This might be the most anonymous group of linebackers I in the league. All. I, yeah, I think the Giants did also. So you know what's the difference? Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the you know the the guy they're most excited about is the middle linebacker B.J. Goodson. He is their fourth round pick from last year, who they have. Pretty high hopes for. I've heard good things so far in camp about him, although in the preseason games, I haven't been terribly impressed by what I've seen. Um, but yeah, they don't really, you know, like I said earlier, it's just not an area that they value and they, they just don't invest there. Um, you know, they're obviously the defensive line is, is where they have most of their money. The secondary, they, they have plenty of, plenty of money they've put in there and, and plenty of uh, draft picks, high draft picks that they've put there. But they just seem to never really care about linebackers too much. And, you know, that you see how that plays out during a lot of their games where, you know, they have a lot of trouble. The things they have the most trouble with are running quarterbacks and screen passes because they just have no linebackers. So, you know, they don't really have anyone to chase those types of plays down. Um, and that's been the case for years. But yet, you know, like last year, clearly that wasn't a big issue. Um, their defense was still outstanding. So, um, it, you know, years like last year, last year actually proved that, you know, not investing in certain areas can can still pan out for you. So, well, Landon Collins can also you know can play the run game like a linebacker. Obviously, yeah, he's that's definitely helped a lot. Of, you know, yeah. when you have a guy like that out there. But, the other starting safety, I've never heard of this guy, Michael Thompson. Oh no, Darian Thompson. So M- Michael Thompson was they hoped for a couple of years was going to end up being that safety. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he never really stuck around. He couldn't stay healthy, and I don't think he even played. A, I'm not sure he played a game at all. Um, but Darian Thompson, he was their third-round pick last year. They were really excited about him. He's a ball-hawking free safety um, who they think changes the game when he's on the field. Unfortunately, the, he, hasn't been able to stay, he wasn't able to stay on the field at all last year. Um, but this year, he's healthy so far, and uh, you know, he has a leg up. And if he is you know, what, they hope, what they hope he can be, you know, their secondary is going to be devastating. Are you ready for the roster game, Yoni? <laughs> um, sure. So you should have studied. You should have studied. Do you think, Chester, do you think people ever cheat at the roster game? Well, we know that Gleiser did. Well, he didn't cheat. He, like, literally said, I'm on bears.com or whatever. Yeah, I think, I think if people are going to cheat, they have to be more subtle about it. Yeah, is he banned? I still like that the Raiders website doesn't uh, search by... Uh... <laughs> they also have two number twos. That's, that's bizarre. Who, the Raiders? The Giants. They have two oh. guys wearing number two. Only one can make the team. It's yeah, well, one of them ain't making the team, so that's bad news for... Uh... By the way, before we talk about the roster game, let's talk about Geno Smith. Is he making this team? Oh, man, Geno Smith. You know, he, How bad has he been in the preseason? I haven't really followed his. So preseason. he actually, he was looking, I mean, in Geno fashion, he was looking really good um, in the Browns game on Monday night. And then he brought them downfield and threw like a ridiculous interception at the goal line. Like something just awful. Um, Can I? Yeah. You know, that's what you get from Gino. He can, that's Gino. He can look good. No, well, no, usually he doesn't lead you downfield. So that's yeah. not really what you get. He, I mean, well, he was playing against the second team defense in a preseason, second half of a preseason game. So 
I mean, and the Giants like keeping two QBs usually, right? Um, yeah. Well, they they have their developmental QB. They had in the past it was Ryan Nassib and um, right. Now Nassib's gone and it's Davis Webb. Yeah, they got they drafted Davis Webb in the third round. Um, oh, and, so he's making the team. Yeah, so he's going to be on the team. So they really, I think they do want to keep a third quarterback around. And it's so is it going to be him or Josh Johnson? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be Geno. Um, Johnson's been with the team for a couple of years now, on and off the roster. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but he's I been don't around think a while. Do you remember Josh Johnson, the pitcher? It's so sad that he's gone. I love oh, that, that guy. guy was awesome. Yeah, he was on my all-time team in our draft. He's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> was he really? He was on your all-time team. Yeah, he's the all-time Marlins leader in war. Yeah, you took Miguel Cabrera, who played there for like two seasons. It's weird because like he retired. Johan for some reason never retired. He just like thinks he's gonna come back, but. At this point, yeah. it's probably like getting Josh Johnson's running. from Minneapolis also. So. Oh, cool story. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Yoni, pick a number between 0 and 100. Uh, um, 17. By the way, you started uh, an NL only. I did. Um, baseball league. Does that league still exist? Um, yes. Um, I st- actually started one a few years ago. Yeah, and it's, it does still exist. No, the one I'm saying I, that I was in, that league still exists. Yes, it because still that's exists. Where, that's where uh, Chester and I, the only time Chester and I ever met for uh, like the first like eight years of our friendship. Oh, when you were doing the draft in Steen's house? <laughs> you came into <laughs> and the And I picked up the Kirby Pocket jersey. For the pick up the Kirby Pocket jersey. Anyway, yeah. uh, zero and 100, Yoni. Pick, up, pick a number. 17. 17, okay. Tell us everything you know about Kanan Severin. Oof. So I'm pretty sure Abraham he's him. pretty sure he's a receiver. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen him step on the field, and he is okay. definitely not making the roster. That's what I know. About All right, him. sorry, Kanan. He will not make the promised land. Yeah, alas. Um, yeah, I don't know much about Kanan Sever. He was on the uh, Steelers at one point. Well, how about this? I don't know if we need to go through the whole schedule, but people are saying that the Giants have a very difficult schedule this year. Yeah. They, Yoni, have you looked at the schedule? Is that your take as well? I, I have, yeah. I do. I think they have a difficult schedule, and I think it's actually kind of strange why their schedule is so difficult. I don't know if this is common or if anyone like tracks these things, but the Giants are playing four teams coming off buys this year. And ah, and if, if they had the commissioner of, like, like me for the schedule in the uh, 32 Fans League, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, well... Alas, you know, Goodell. Keeve and I are making sure that everybody has an equal number of buys. Well, so, um, so they really, not only do, are they, you know, do they have four teams coming off buys, but, like, but two of them are like the worst possible situations you could have. Two games where they really should have a big advantage, should have an advantage in. Um, they have Seattle at home at a one o'clock game on a Sunday where you normally say traveling across the country, you know, that 10. No, the Seattle game's a late game. That's a late game on Sunday? Yeah, it's okay. a 4.30 game on CBS. Either way, they're traveling. It's on CBS. Why are two NFC uh, teams? Oh, so that must be a national game. No, that that never happens. Two NFC teams will never be on CBS. It says Giants versus Seattle, 4.25 p.m. CBS on Sunday, October 22nd. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that seems strange. I've never heard of that before. But CBS and Fox are wife-swapping for one Sunday, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so well, so Seattle's going to, instead of traveling across the country on a short, you know, on a normal week, they have a bye the week before, so they have a little more time. They could probably get over there and be a little more rested for a game like that. And the other one, which is a really big disadvantage, is they have Kansas City coming off a bye, and everyone knows that Andy Reid um, is yep. uh, pretty awesome off a bye. So Kansas City at home is a game that I would have, the Giants would pro- should probably be able to win. Um, but, you know, they're somewhat disadvantaged with um, Andy Reid coming off the bye. So... Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule. The only like lock win you have all year, I think, is at home against the Rams. You're also at home against the Chargers. You know that's a game you should win at home against the Lions. But there's really no gimmies on the schedule. Yeah, no, uh, no, there, there definitely aren't. You know, um, you know, I, I imagine they'll probably split with the division, and then they have a few of those teams coming. Uh, they have San Francisco also. So 
that's uh yeah that's true it's not san francisco but yeah but yeah, that should but be a that's win. a gimme also yeah so they, they have yeah. like um you know basically two gimmies um their division schedule and then then a bunch of um a bunch of tough games so you know really because of the schedule i can you know i can see this going anywhere from like six to eleven you know they could win six games they could win 11 games you know depending on health depending on how things shake out um so akiva had them number 10 in his power rankings i had them number 12 however uh just the, the way it works out, we actually, cumulatively, we have a number nine overall, which is higher than either one of us individually, but I guess because uh, we had big disagreements on other teams, so their net averages were lower. Uh, so we have them as a top ten team. Their over-under is eight and a half, which it seems like it's been, how many teams have an over-under eight and a half this year? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, eight different teams, nine, ten, ten teams in the league. A third of the league has an over-under of eight and a half. Yeah. Giants, Vikings, Bengals, Texans, Cardinals, Bucks, Eagles, um, Colts, Ravens. So um, where are you going on that eight and a half? So um, the optimistic Giants fan in me wants to take the over because I'm thinking sort of nine and seven. But if I actually had to put money on this, I would definitely take the under thinking eight and eight. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Keith, you're, t- you're definitely taking the over, right? What's it? Eight and a half? Yeah. You have them as a top 10 team. Yeah, I would take the over for them. I think, uh, I think they probably eight and eight's their worst case scenario. I think they're going nine and seven probably. Yeah, I agree with Keeve that the Giants are probably a top 10 team in the league. I just think the schedule is brutal and, yeah. you know, that that can make a big difference. Yeah, but someone's going to end up being bad. It might be, you know, maybe God forbid Eli gets injured, but someone's, you know, yeah. someone's going to end up tanking in that. And the, not, all four teams aren't going to be good, even though I keep saying that maybe they'll all be eight and eight. Like someone's going to end up being bad that division. Yeah, I mean, it's, it might be the Redskins. Yeah, obviously. it's most likely Washington, I, I guess. Um but, you know, obviously all the teams in the division have holes. Um, I feel like the Eagles, that's why I'm going back to earlier, I think, feel like the Eagles probably have the fewest holes other than their, you know, their cornerback situation is not, is not very good. But if Wentz can take a step forward, um, you know, they've made some really nice improvements this year, and I could see them winning this division at like 10 games. Oh, wow. Someone's on my side. So, Keeve, um, who do you have winning this division? I mean, we, we've discussed every team so far except for Washington. We also have to make oh, no, we decisions. Did. Like we discussed Washington, we discussed all four teams. Yeah, we're we're done with this division. We're done with both. Yeah. Teams. Um, yeah. So who do you have winning this division? I think Dallas winning the division and the Giants being right there in the fight for the sixth seed. So no change from last year for you. No change. Uh, the Eagles up there. You know, the Eagles. If a couple of close games go their way, could make the playoffs. I'm going to say the Redskins won't. I'm getting further and further down on the Redskins the more of these we do. All right. Well, uh, Wiesel, are you uh, showing up to my uh, fantasy football draft on Sunday as you have in the past? Um, sad- unexpectedly. Yeah, sad- sadly, since the second kid came along, uh, I don't really have the uh, the ability to just leave on a random Sunday. Just for- well, I ship him off to the grandparents again. Two kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like two kids is so much. I know. I'm pathetic. Um, but yeah. Like you've had two kids since we started recording this podcast. <laughs> I had two kids when... In the Shamir weekend, literally had two kids there. at the same time earlier this year, our Eagles fan yeah, from I yesterday. really don't have a clue how a person would go about that. That sounds... He went from two to four. That's insane. Yeah. Twins, twins to me, uh, th- that's like a little... Yeah, Pete, uh, the only way to handle twins, I think, is for it to be first. Because for your first kid, you don't know what the hell you're doing anyway. Right. Actually, but now it would be easier for me to have... Like, my 11-year-old is a girl, and she's, like, useful. Like, she's a set of hands around the house, so... Much more useful than you, to well, be honest. Oh, yeah, no question. No <laughs> yeah, the baby's more useful than you. Probably true. All right, so uh, Yoni, I can't believe this is the first time on this version of the uh, podcast, but hopefully we will have you on again. Yeah, this I'm. Is, I'm honored. Thank you. Season. You know, 
yeah, if the Giants uh, outplay what I expect them to, you know, um, maybe I'll be lucky enough to come back later this year. But all right, uh, Yoni, do you have any recommendation for what the outro song should be for this episode? Wow, a lot of bands from New York, obviously. Wow, is this is that how this goes? The person? No. Uh, well, we haven't asked any other guests. No, but we're giving you I an opportunity. Take the outro song, and then people compliment it, and then Chester started doing it, and now no for the whole for this whole series, I've been picking him. You now pick him during the year. Have been on uns- uns- <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed that a few of them had related to the team that they were about. Yeah, two uh, on the nose. It's gross. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, no, they were supposed to be more subtle. A couple of them were like, <laughs> for the Cowboys, my wife was singing Rhinestone Cowboy that whole day that we recorded it, unbeknownst to her that I was recording a Cowboys podcast. So I uh, I put that one up, and Keith made fun of me, and then loyal listener Johnny Silvera liked it on Twitter. So uh, that's one for Chester. <laughs> so right, was it going to go? Is my choice going to go on? Is this going on the podcast? Or are we yeah, like, if, you pick a, if you pick a song, it will yeah. go on. Don't the pick like oh, they might be. Johnny. I mean, like, is, is this conversation going on the podcast, or is this? Uh, or, yeah, yeah, this will go. On the yeah, podcast. it all goes on the podcast. Out of this. We will play. We only have to edit out Akiva's gross racism and sexism. Other than that, wow. all goes on the podcast. Yeah. Yoni, it will be it will be playing over this. So pick something good. What do you yeah. want? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> any song in the world, your favorite song. Any song. It I was be like literally upbeat. any song in the world. I was just watching TV with my wife, and the song "Disparate Youth" by Santa Gold came on, and we oh, were both perfect. like, "Oh, okay. that song's great." And she's mm-hmm. like from the Lower East Side, right? So that's New York, so you can do that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, "Disparate Youth" by Santa Gold is playing as we speak. So uh, if listeners, if you like it, let Yoni know. Yoni, what do you want on Twitter? Uh, Mar underscore R. You really oh, that's should change that in yeah. the last decade. I probably should have. When I first signed up for Twitter. when I see actually, it, I always say, like, is that Weezel? Like, somebody I yeah. like. It's- when I first signed up for Twitter, it was, like, embarrassing to be on. I didn't know anyone on Twitter. All I knew was people made fun yeah. of I could have gotten Kiev. I could have gotten at KEV. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. Well, now we should. drive at KEV and she won't give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it's not. I just assumed that it was um, Akiva Schaffer. It's not him. No, no, he's like no. It's uh, it's it's Rebbe Akiva. I don't know if you heard. I, I did I, my top ten Akiva rankings on the Seinfeld podcast. I, I don't know if you yeah. heard. Of I didn't hear. Akiva Wienicker did not make the top ten. Akiva uh, Schaefer's at Akiva Schaefer. I ranked my top ten Chester's this week actually, but through G Chat. Yeah, you did. Is that in honor? Of Ch- uh, is that in honor of Chester Bennington dying, or is that in honor of, of this? Chat? No, it was just members of my immediate family. Oh. But I forgot that he had a sister. I totally forgot. Yeah, I I was number nine of ten. Hold on, wait, list. hold on. Your sister's not a Chester, so I was actually correct. I'm yes, she is. Why isn't she a Chester? Uh, because she probably used her husband's name. She does not. And oh, um, wow. how progressive how progressive well, you but, would assume but that she's does, does Jen use you, uh, your name or her name? Jen does, because Jen is proud to be a Chester, as is my sister. Yeah. So uh, the top ten Chester rankings, uh, I think I had your youngest son first because he's probably been corrupted by you the least since he's been around yeah. the least. That's true. I, yep. had, I think I had your second son, your middle son second. You're, you referred to him as my Drew son. Yeah, the yeah. Drew son. He's got the Drew's name. Um, I had Jen three, maybe Sammy four. Although probably after we're done with the fantasy football league, I started with Sammy. He'll probably be yeah. left with him. Uh, Sammy's Brazilian wife, I think, was five. Yeah, Sammy's Brazilian wife was like six or seven. I jury's still out on her. Although she also is like a one name Brazilian, so I'm not sure her. She goes by by Chester either. Yeah, she's just Tete. That's right. She's just Tete. Yeah, on her jersey yeah. when she was pro- she was on the Brazilian women's national soccer team, right? Everyone yeah. gets like a crack of that. So she, and yeah, well, she, we recorded a podcast at her wedding, so she allowed you to do that. Well, she didn't know about it. She does, probably doesn't know what a podcast is. She probably is not aware of that. Um, I'm actually going to be at your parents' house next week. Jess. My parents' house? Yeah, that's where we're doing the fantasy draft. Oh, for a fantasy full draft? Yeah. Okay. You're going to give me the so not on the podcast. Um, all right. <laughs> Are your parents going to be there? Am I going to be there with Fern? Well, they're there right now, so yeah. I'm going to be there next week. All right, I'm going to hang out with Jerry and Fern. Maybe we'll do a live right. podcast from your house. Okay. 
Uh, Yoni, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. We got to get to our next show. We got three in a row. Our, our last one of the night is coming up. Awesome. But, uh, but hopefully we will uh, speak to you soon. At Mar underscore R on Twitter. You got it. Follow him. Wait, that's M A R underscore A R. Awful. It's such yeah. a bad. I know. Why don't you just change it's it now? Change it right now. Enough. I don't know. You could literally change get it at Yoni Wiesel today. By the time this comes out. Yeah. I've gone too deep. Get at Yoni Wiesel. This is just who I am. I would deep. probably just do Jonathan, <laughs> but you know, I don't really use. I don't really um, do much on Twitter. Um, you're, you're a lurker. Yeah, exactly. I'm much more of a lurker. I, I like. I'll retweet some things here and there, um, but I usually try to stay uh, stay off too much. And I really. I talk to like some Giants fans. That's about it. Um, I've you're only, a Giants. Yeah. I've only had like. Two- I think you've only tweeted twelve hundred. Yeah, it's frustrating because you can't get followers unless you tweet most of the time. But it's like weird to tweet when you have no followers, so yeah. it's like a double. Yeah, story. yeah, it's kind of weird. I've only had. I have like two Giants takes that I really. Um, felt strongly about over the last three years that I've like really tried to push but no one really went with them. One is that re-signing JPP was a huge mistake, which I guess we didn't get to talk about here, but I thought that was... Was this before he blew up his no, head? No, no, just now. This past off, huge uh-huh. mistake. Oh, uh, okay. I okay, can't yeah. stand the field. Terrible decision to give money. And the one before that was I was very upset they, they drafted Odell Beckham, um, but not because I didn't like Odell <laughs> Beckham. I really wanted them to draft Aaron Donald. So I don't feel too badly about that. Oh, that's actually not so crazy. Yeah, that's so I, I think I still think I was right. I think Donald is is actually better than ODB, but you know we don't. I don't actually. You know, no one really regrets. It's it's sort of like my anti Ezekiel Elliott take. It might be correct, but because he had such big you know fantasy numbers, it's hard for anybody to listen to it, even if it's technically correct. That, no, that was definitely correct. There's no question about it. That was a terrible draft. Uh, it was really really bad. Wow, I like Wiseau more and more. We're on the podcast more often. Our, our next guest is probably waiting patiently, not patiently, because he's a crazy person, yeah. I think. So we should probably get to him <laughs> yeah, before you like Yeah, feel free. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me, and I'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Look forward to listening. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.